Now we return you to the test card and some music. to the pilot take 128 a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present he is jed shepherd that guy over there is mr rob, rob. jelly <laughs> aka rj three the three yeah <laughs> rj the three <laughs> how you doing i'm all right thanks I'm really good. I think I might have coronavirus, so don't get You've too got close. coronavirus, but luckily it can't be contracted via podcast, can it? No, no, it is. Uh, podcasts are immune to uh, all viral diseases. Luckily, that's, that's good because, like swine flu and bird flu, they were podcast transferable. So. Yeah, still have foot and mouth. Yeah, that was in. Look, I've got, I've got a foot and I've got a mouth. Yeah, so, you know, I've got foot and mouth. What podcast do you get that from? Um, actually, guess. I can't use the name probably. of it on this for legal reasons, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's point. I probably should mention that out loud. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, uh, what a week. What a what week. What a week it's been since the last podcast. I mean, honestly, the things I've done in the last seven days. <laughs> woo You're off to America um, shortly, aren't well, you? Well, that is the point. I, I, I'm currently in America. You're listening to this means I am not on this side of the Atlantic. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I am currently doing all manner of weird and wonderful stuff in Orlando. So doing, much fun stuff. Doing all the touristy things of Orlando. Um, you know, counting the curbs. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's, that's a done thing, isn't it? <laughs> that's a thing, counting curbs. No? <laughs> I'm not too okay, sure. Okay, fine. Of course, I'm doing all the standard touristy stuff uh, in Have Orlando. you let your girlfriend know that I'm going instead of her? Well, I'm, by this point, she's probably aware and she's probably throwing a massive tantrum right now um, right. being stuck in London rather than being in Orlando. Her <laughs> favourite place on earth. I mean, we'll probably. I'm thinking we probably shouldn't go back because you'll probably murder us both of us. Okay, I'm happy to stay out in Florida. We will just do fine by me, American version. Fine by me. Uh, But so the uh, podcast will in future be coming from uh, post pop uh, USA um, HQ. Uh, No, of course not. That's uh, (laughs) That's that's in Disneyland. So that is very much his his wish and. Whilst it would be wonderful to holiday with you, my friend, yeah. uh, it is not <laughs> happening at the moment. But um, nonetheless, we are here with two more shows for you. And uh, worth to mention that, you know, whilst we have done shows that have covered both sides of the Atlantic, we are very happy to do shows that come from other parts of the world as well. Uh, we've done that in the past with The Office, for example. We've done some South American versions of that, some European yes, versions. Canadian version. French Canadian version, to be precise. Brilliant. Uh, we have done Japanese anime, and actually would like yep. to do yep. um, another Japanese anime episode. Ooh, I've got a couple lined up. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's put them on the list. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm genuinely asking right now, for people listening to this, if there's a Japanese anime or an anime of any Mate. sort. Actually, I'll just leave. We it. need to do One Punch Man. One Punch Man, which is about a guy who can kill any with one punch? one punch. Yeah. And the entire episode, I mean, is like a baddie. Call me, call me Columbo. Mate, you would love it. It's basically the entire episode. It's like a bad guy in town threatening to like beat up this guy. And he's like, honestly, you wouldn't want to fight me. You wouldn't want it. And the bad guy's like, oh, I'm going to destroy you. The entire episode. And like at the end, he's just punch and the guy's dead. Like, like, I really man. didn't want to do that. I did, I did warn you. Um, One punch man. It's brilliant. Well, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. I'd like to try and do some other other anime as well. Yeah. Um, so any suggestions are very welcome. Our Twitter details, as always, at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but can we dive straight into... Um, your choice. I, I, I don't this even week. know. I don't, yeah, this is the thing. What, what does it have to be of Asian descent to be an anime? Yeah, 
Okay, that, um, that was that was not yeah. a, that was that was very much a naive question. Japanese, so um, only a Japanese animated story or anime TV show. Yeah, is an anime. You can't. Yeah, there is no. So such there's thing. no Korean anime. It's just not. No, or is it just a Korean animation? Yeah, it's only Japan have animes. Okay, that's the only thing. And to, and to be fair, most of the ones that we know about are Japanese anyway. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think... Know, obviously, we, we would call it a cartoon. And I don't know yeah. if maybe anime is just the Japanese translation of cartoon. No. I, well, I don't know. I'm being, well, this is all genuine questions. Well, I don't know. You basically... Get, some of the cartoons you get in America and here are made in Japan. Though we don't call it the animes because they're not Japanese characters and they're not Japanese situations. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just cartoons. Um, okay. Anime is specifically a Japanese cartoon. I feel, yeah, but I, I feel like I, I need... The industry to have a different terminology for British like cartoons, American cartoons, Japanese cartoons. I feel, I'd feel like I'd be yeah. able to identify something by going, "Oh, that's an anime. That's a cartoon. That's British." And Americans' ones are called something else. Are you call like just an- animations or like c- cartoons? I think I'm, I'm cartoon is British, and animation should be American. Yeah, and anime is Japanese. Yeah. There you go. We've made that decision for you. Any other world-solving uh, problems, we are happy to be at your service. Jed yeah. Shepard and Rob Jelly, uh, Detective Agency. Yeah. Because um, after the last uh, episode, um, you know, watching Moonlighting... We have now started Detective Agency. We have decided agency. Detective Agency. Yeah. Um, we, have, we still haven't actually detected what our name is yet, which is a bit of an issue. Jelly and, Shep- Jelly and Shepard. Shepard, Shepard Jelly. and Jelly? Yeah. Shepard and Jelly, I think. Shepard and Jelly. It's got a massive ring to it. Shepard and Jelly. Yeah, yeah. They'd knock on the door and be like, "Can we speak to Shepherd, please?" Because like, um, could we be Shepherd and Jelly Pies? And if you say, yeah. it, if you just say it as it's written down, yeah. it's Je- Shepherd and Jelly Pies. It's true. So, Shepherd's Pie. She- Shepherd and Jelly Pies. Yeah. Can you get a jelly pie? But why can't you? It's called a trifle, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's you know the lid, the lid of the the pie is is cream. If you put a crust into your name, it'd be a trifle. Crust on my name is is a, is a shepherd pie. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking of food now, I'm being honest yeah. with you, I've got completely distracted. But actually, food is very relevant in the first show we're doing this week. Yeah. My suggestion, um, every week we will attack two different shows, and whoever goes first is generally a sort of sign to who won last week. However, last week, we evenly scored 13 and a half points. So I've conceded that um, you can start this week. So based on, other than sort of taking it in turns a little bit, I'm going first this week. And stand by for a potassium overload for my show is the wonderfully ridiculous... Banana Man. This is 29 Acacia Road. And this is Eric, the schoolboy who leads an amazing double life. When Eric eats the banana, an amazing transformation occurs. Eric is Banana Man. Ever alert for the call to action. Eric's theme song is so nostalgic. Yeah, it is. When young Eric eats a banana, banana. It's the narration before the theme song kicks in. It's just uh-huh. killer. Yep. Shout out straight away for the narration. Yeah. Tim Brooke Taylor. Mate, it's, it's as good, a goodie special. The, the comedians who are in the, the TV show, The Goodies. Yep. Bill or D and the other guy. This. Is, it's, it's Banana Man. I did not realise. Graham it. Gardner. It's the goodies TV. Yeah, Graham Gardner. It's a goodies TV show. And um, Bill or D plays some of the, the baddies in it. Um, well, you have, uh, you have four voices. Yeah. You have four actors playing seven voices in the show. Yeah. Uh, and they all, as I say, all goodies, um, actors mm. and, and names. So um, Graham Garden, 
Bill Oddie, Tim Brooke Taylor, and Jill Schilling, who plays Fiona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Banana Man, okay? For those who remember it, if I was to quiz you right now and say, guess how long each episode was without looking. I would say 15 to 20 minutes. 15 minutes? Without, without knowing. Yep. No, you're absolutely wrong. It's four and a half. I couldn't believe, do you know what? I watched it was like, where's the rest of it? We will be talking about this episode three times longer than the episode yeah. itself. Well, I didn't realise the episodes were essentially, it's basically the comic strips turned into, well, some of them don't even move, but like mm-hmm. turned into a cartoon and they don't have the in-between bits like you have in cartoons. They're just literally showing you snapshots of the comic, really, just with, with some a narration over it. Kind of lazy, but I guess this is kind of cheap to make. But like, I was obsessed with this when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, maybe now I want to eat a banana. Probably the most famous address in television. Is it 14 Acacia Avenue? 29. How did you get that wrong? Was 14? It... Yeah. Wait, it's 29 Acacia Road. Road. Is it Road or Avenue? Well, it's 29 yeah. Acacia Road. Definitely. Definitely. So, it, there, so now, now it makes sense every time I knock on 14 Acacia Avenue, I'm getting and, someone and else. Eric's not there. It's like This is where you've been going wrong the whole time, mate. You've been going wrong constantly. Um, so actually, it's an interesting fact on the um, address front. So 20, it's always been 29 Acacia Road, but the actual town, the location of that road, yeah. was originally Nutty Town, later changed to Dandy <laughs> Dan, Town, Dandy and Town, then yeah. Beano Town when the strip moved to other comics. Yeah. So the address is... He's actually moved towns, but never moved house or street. Clever. It's not when they move the postcodes around. I guess superheroes can do anything, can't they? Do we like um, Banana Man, isn't it? See, I don't <laughs> really remember it in... Because I used to read the Beano and the Dandy religi- religiously every Sunday. And um, I don't remember Banana Man being in it too much. And it was in all of them. It was in everything. Um, I mean, yep. He's a very popular character. But again, did they ever explain why, when he ate a banana, he became... So a bit like the sort of why the Incredible Hulk goes like because of the radiation exposure right. in the experiment. No, it never happens. Right, okay. They they don't explain like he didn't have like a, a science experiment at school go wrong with a potassium thing, and therefore when he eats bananas, he turns into a full grown adult yeah. superhero. I was thinking no. like some, something bit into a, like a, a superhero. If anyone wants to make banana. that origin story, I'd be happy to watch it. I'd like I probably shouldn't be saying this, but one of my friend, two of my friends, um, went into the Beano recently to pitch them a Banana Man movie. Um, or who should play Banana Man I'm not sure who would play Eric I'm not not up on my my charm of actors it'll be Tom Holland wouldn't it as Eric as Eric and Tom Holland turns into The Rock I knew you were going to say that (laughs) The Rock no do you know did, did you see Shazam recently no, I haven't. Because, no. I mean, that's the Banana Man story, really. It was a, it's a young kid. He says a magic word. He says Shazam. He turns into a big superhero. Whoever that guy is, I don't know who he is, but he's brilliant. Oh, like a... it, yeah, it needs to be someone of a pretty decent stature, doesn't it? I mean, I can't do it myself because I'm not an actor, but you want someone... Who's a really well sort of chiseled, well, all-American... As, as I said, I can't do it, but like, no. is there anyone else you can think of? Someone <sighs> handsome... The girl, again, I can't do No, that. so do you know what it, it would be? Um, who plays Captain America? Chris. Not. Um, Chris Pine? That's no. It. No, it's, no, it's not, is it? It's um, Chris. Isn't it it's a Chris? It is a Chris, not Hemsworth. He's not a, he's not a Hemsworth. Oh, everyone's shouting at us right now. It's I know. Chris. So sorry. Um, he would be a great banana man. He's got the right sort of he would, square he? jaw, 
All American sort of work. He plays that that Hemsworth quite well. One of the Hemsworths would be pretty good. Hemsworth could play it. Probably, I would say, probably not Chris Hemsworth, who played Thor, but probably Luke, his younger brother. Oh, do you know who would be good? Go on. Matt Damon. I know he's not the biggest. Um, Or what's his name? The other one who plays Batman. Um, Bale. Christian Bale. No, flipping what's his name? Who? Matt Damon and Ben. Ben. Well, every time you, listen, every, if you keep saying the words Matt Damon out loud, all I'm going to do here in my head is go, Matt Damon. <laughs> um, oh, what's my... Who? <laughs> Matt Henry da- Cavill. No, not that's Superman. Oh, Henry Cavill would be good. But no, Ben... Ba- Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah, yeah. No, Affleck. Ben No, it wouldn't work. I, I, oh. Okay, suggestions are very welcome on Twitter. If we can cast the new Banana Man film, which isn't happening, by the way. Tom Holland would play Eric. Someone British, maybe. Was it, was it a British sports guy that could, could, could like, go into acting? Oh, it needs to be a well-to-do Englishman. Yes. Yeah. Quite a... Yeah, oh, who's... Big, right, anyway, let's, let's, not, let's not sit here and try and work out the Banana Man film <laughs> yeah, uh, casting, because we're not casting agents or anything like that. So we'll talk about the actual episode itself. Four and a half minutes long. Um, Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah, um, okay. Narrator, evil General Blight, okay? The, there is a narrator who does the... Uh, this is 29 Acacia Road. And is that this Tim is Brooke Taylor? Taylor? That's Tim Brooke Taylor. Oh, yeah, awesome. And then you get a sort of episode narration, or voiceover, which is evil General Blight, who is voiced by Graham Garden, who yeah. also voices Banana Man. They never actually appear on screen at the same time mm. uh, in this episode. Um... Evil General Blight, in my book, for those who can't remember, reminds me very much of Dick Dastardly. Yeah. Which is a show, by the way, we should do. We should do Wacky Races races, at some point. Love the Wacky Races. Catch the pigeon. Catch the pigeon. pigeon, Let the pigeon go. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so so anyway, there's a bit of a narration about, you know, evil General Blight and his general plan to to overflow, uh, overthrow the world and sort of rule it all and whatnot. Yeah. Eric, however being a small child of primary school ages, mm-hmm. playing cards with the babysitter. At yep. five minutes to midnight, which bothers me a little bit because he shouldn't be up that late as a school child. But, and I mean, where I've, is his mum? I've babysat Or dad. People or before. nan or granddad. Five to midnight, he's still up playing cards. Some people are just on a different clock than us. Not you. You're well, up no, 24-7. Yeah, yeah. I'm you, up when your show starts. And yeah, I know you are. You've been asleep. It's frightening uh, the times okay. you've been awake. But... It's very odd to think he's up at this hour and watching the news and playing cards with the babysitter. But, you know, what have you. It was before the internet, wasn't it? So Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's still a 10-year-old boy, isn't he? Or however old he is. Yeah. He shouldn't be up at midnight. But anyway, it turns out that there's an evil plan going down. And the news are reporting it. And the television, like, news anchor um, is kind of talking directly to Eric, really. And Eric's obviously getting the gist of this. This is not the first time. It's not his first rodeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, well, you know what this calls for. Looks at the camera, breaks the fourth wall. I like that. Very fun. <laughs> I do like that, yeah. Because he's talking directly to the audience, yeah. which is going to be children. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of saying... Really nice touch, actually. He's kind of saying, look, just between you and me, yeah. don't tell the babysitter, don't yeah. tell the mum. By the way, I'm I have a banana. Yeah, I have a banana. Super strength, yeah, yeah, and again, as you said, like it's that sort of encouragement to eat fruit, which is you know a, a good thing for kids TV shows to. For the Popeye thing, where encourage people to eat spinach, yeah, 
Um, Low in iron, have some spinach, yep. massive forearms. Less said about that, the better. And so he eats a banana and turns into Banana Man, full-grown adult male in a blue and yellow banana costume <laughs> uh, who can fly. Yeah. And for some strange reason, the TV anchor is able to talk literally out of the television set yep. and tell him exactly where not only Evil General Blight is, but also Dr. Gloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is planning this, you know, overthrow of the planet and, and whatnot. He's developed this ray gun, which turns people into babies. Uh, and, <laughs> Again, and that's why? Why, I don't know, but we yes, don't need to because, know. because he can. Yeah. Tells him where Dr. Gloom is, so off Banana Man shoots. Right? Yeah. Now, this is happening in... Like well, at least she flies out of his window. 45 seconds, yeah. this is all done, dusted. He's on the way. He arrives in this weird sort of abandoned sort of building. Like uh, like lair, basically. Standard bad guy venue. James Bond-style lair type thing. Walks in, can't see anything going on. Yeah. You know something's up. Something's going to be up. Yeah, but he's a superhero, so I do, I do sort of wonder he can how himself. easily he goes down with a brush of the head. But can he handle himself against... Like that ray gun that can turn into a into no, baby. No, he can't because we'll soon see. Doctor Gloom. Yep. Bloody voice, Doctor Gloom. He does. Banana Man is now Banana Baby. Jesus. Wah, wah. Baby Banana into a little crib. He I goes. wonder if you peeled Banana Man if you could eat his insides. A question we'll never know the answer no. to. He gets a bash on the head. Gloom turns him into a Banana Baby, <laughs> and all of the while this is going on. Somehow, without us being able to see any of this, the news report is being fed back to the television studio and the TV anchor is reporting this back on the television set in the living room that Eric's just come from. Yeah. Babysitter's disappeared. I don't know where she's gone. Mm -hmm. She's obviously texting the boyfriend on the phone outside. So it makes, makes me think that even in this world, the media are like, like real vultures because they somehow got their cameras and their reports inside this evil lair. Yeah. It's like they set up Banana Man to get fall into the trap. That's exactly it. They are part... Dr. Gleam was part of the media, and he's obviously set up cameras to record his like moment of glory. I just just can't say you know any more about that wow. for legal reasons. Wow. Um, but it's, you know, it's instant. Like You can look at the clock in the living room still above the television, and it's still yeah. not hit midnight yet. So this is all happening yeah. almost like real time. It's real time. This for is like 90 seconds into it, by the way, where he's in the land. Yeah, we talked this much. We, we are barely two yeah. minutes into the episode. This is like 24 this yeah. is happening in real time. <laughs> this is Jack Bauer going down, right? Anyway, the, the baby, babe, Banana Baby is crying, okay? Obviously, because it's Banana Man trapped in a baby's body. Yeah. And Dr. Glim's getting a bit sick and tired of that. <laughs> so he's like, oh, be quiet, made a baby. Mistake here, yeah. Give it a banana. Uh, come on, Dr. Gloom. Don't be such a div. You've given Banana Man a banana. And so, obviously, Banana Baby transforms back into Banana Classic. Man. Yeah. And, um, you know, foiled by his own good nature, Dr. Gloom is then turned into baby Gloom. But I'm trying to think if that makes sense. So he eats a banana to become Banana Man. Yep. But then if he eats a banana as Banana Man, he should evolve into something else. He should become, like, double Banana Man. Like, literally be a banana with eyes and, and, and arms and legs. So for, like, bananas for fingers? Yeah. When he goes to the toilet... Yeah? Pulls out bananas... Yeah, well, that wasn't where I was going to go, but yeah. You started it. I just finished it <laughs> off. I was just, you know, letting you, I was going to lead you all the way there and then let you finish. But, you know, I don't know. It is It is true. I, I think we might be overthinking it somewhat, especially for a four and a half minute children's television show. But I think kids would have this. Kind of, the kids would be like, well, hang on. No. 
No. That's 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 beyond. That's not important. It's not an important enough question for a child to ask at that point. I would, I, well, as a child, I would be thinking. No, you wouldn't. Guys, I would write into the BBC. You're a weird, you were a weird. I'd child. write to the BBC. I'd write to Jim will fix it. You would, wouldn't Dear you? Dear Jim will fix it. Please fix it for me to like find out exactly what's going on. With yeah, really, really, <laughs> yeah. using that example. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, it, was, it was all right to write. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Doctor Gloom becomes Baby Gloom. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the accidental giving of a banana to Banana Man as yeah. Banana Baby, Banana Man shrinks him and then drops Doctor or Baby Gloom off at. General Blight's front door. Quite nice of him. Um, didn't have to do that. No, he didn't have to do that, but he does that as if to say, don't mess with me, evil General Blight. I yeah. have got the uh, power of the banana. I'm not going to put you in prison or anything. I'm going to drop you off here. Yeah, I'm going to leave you here. Hope you learn a lesson, and let's yeah. not go through this again. Despite the fact he's clearly done this before, because yeah. he poses by a sandwich board outside, which has been printed very quickly, by the way. Yeah. Let's not let's not get around that one either. Yeah, within a few within, seconds, within, within three and a half minutes, four minutes, the story has evolved, been solved, and printed about and put on a banana on sandwich, which board. makes me think that the media were involved from day one. It's it's just all leading, it's all pointing back to the, the same spot on it. Yeah, um, and he's quite cocky with it, Banana Man. He's like he he's not surprised himself. that he succeeded, is he? He loves himself. I don't think Doctor Gloom that is that good or that clever. Yeah. So he's always going to outsmart him. And there you are. He's he's quite self congratulatory. Hang on, congratulatory. I think that's the word. Yeah, and. That is the episode. He goes back That's home. The episode. And do you know what? Like, I don't think you need that much more. If, I, if it was made now, you'd maybe spend a couple more minutes establishing what's going on. You would have a little bit more motive for some of the things. Like, why Why are they? Why is he making this guy? And you would have some of that. I want to know on. what card game he was playing. Yeah. You just have a bit more of a setup. But, um, and this was the first episode. So you'd think the first episode would be how he became Banana Man. But obviously not. No, but then we do say that quite a lot. Sometimes you don't necessarily need to spell out all the, True. you know, all the origin of the character. You can sometimes go straight into a story and just pick it up where they kind of are, and and you fill in the blanks. Like, is it important that we know how he become Banana Man? Well, if we think about what's at number one point, at this point, no. What's number one on our chart? The eighteen. The eighteen. We don't find out what happened to them before they got together. No, we don't find out about why they were in prison in the first place. Yeah, how they escaped. Yeah. So all, all we know is they're wanted, and if you can find them, you should you call should the call A-team. team. Yeah, yeah. So and the soldiers. It, of fo- it follows the same, you know, structural uh, components of of any great television series, and they just do it in four and a half minutes. Considering we were talking only on the last episode about two shows that had an hour and a half episode pilots. Yeah, we're talking about five minutes of your life. Done. I, I, I like this. I did like it. I did. I just think watching it as an adult. It doesn't have the same effect, for sure. No. Um, you, you, it's very nostalgic, but... I'm, I'm really pleased I watched it, because now I look back on it with even fonder memories yeah. of being a child and, and enjoying watching this show. I just can't believe it only entertained me for four and a half minutes. Yeah, I must have got through a lot of episodes of these. Yeah. There were 40. 40 episodes in total, uh, over three series, uh, which were first aired on the 3rd of October, 1983. Uh, as we say, it's a goodies kind of cast yeah. really with Graham Garden Bill, Bill Oddie Tim Brooke Taylor and Jill Schilling as well when did it run to um, I don't know I haven't got the last date I haven't got the final show date it came back I don't know if it, it ever did come, come back. back I'm not sure if it ever did so they just repeat it like forever possibly yeah I mean it was the comics but I don't spread know. them out enough and the child won't remember like seeing that one before and even if you do like kids love watching the same thing over yeah, and over again yeah, anyway yeah. the familiarity's like 
you know, always a good thing for children. So there you are, Banana Man. Uh, first episode is called Meets Doctor Gloom. Yeah. And it's obviously a parody of Doctor Doom, by the way. So it's um, yeah, nice, nice little tropes. sort of subtle little uh, nod for the grown-ups to pick up on as well. Yeah, uh, and that was my show this week. Okay. So I had a superhero that was powered by fruit. Yeah, which power, fruit-powered superhero did you go for this week? My superhero is powered by avocados. Um, they don't touch Not into technically that. Technically, a fruit. Really? Yeah, it is. I'm joking. I'm yeah. just... Just trying to find it. Trying to find anything that's going to get me some points back here because I think you've picked an absolute corker. Well, whatever points that you got for your one superhero, times it by five. Ah. My one. Um, this week I am doing the and yours was like a like a a week day show. Yeah, it was like on when people came home from school. Mine was firmly a Saturday morning show. You stick on going live or live in kicking yep. or whatever live thing you want to watch, and this would pop up as the American syndicated TV show. Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. Out of the sky, his rockets ignite. Gets into battle, flying faster than light. Lord of the jungle, the hero who stops. This theme song is legit a banger. Power. It is great. Because, and what it does, obviously it says the name of the, the um, show. show multiple times, and every time it's mentioned, it gets an extra point for no, me. No, it doesn't, no, It's no, all like no, no, 87 no, points no, there. No, no. <laughs> but also, not only do they do that, they introduce every single character in the theme song. Mandrake, That's very true, master yeah. of magic, spells and illusions. Enemies crumble with fear the and confusion. Song. That's his entire story in the thing. And they go through each character. Lyrically as well. speaking, they tell this backstory to each of the characters and give you the information you need to yeah. understand who each one of these is and what they can do. What they can do, how they interact with the group. Strong, strong start. Yeah. And like obviously we all know Flash Gordon from the film. This is based on the Flash Gordon comic strips. It's actually set in 2015. That's the year it was set really? in. Really? It looks so futuristic, but it's set in 2015, as Back to the Future is, um, and some of the Blade Runner films. Um, but again, these are based on comic strip characters from like the 50s and 40s and all that. So you've got Flash Gordon, you've got Fan- The Phantom, another big 30s, 40s like um, comic strip uh, hero. You've got Mandrake the Magician as well. Uh, yeah, actually, none of these are very modern in their powers, aren't they? No, really, they have, they are, yeah, they are the very traditional sense of a superpower. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we know the thing that sort of telepathy, that sort of levitation, the power of, you know, unlimited strength. Well, I'm going to run through. It's all very original superpower. Yeah, I'm going to run through each of the characters. There's quite a lot of characters and their powers, and then we can dive into it. All right. So, Flash Gordon, he is a human. That's it. He's he's good at flying spaceships. He, he's got his no superpower is being good looking. Exactly the same as it is in the, in, in the film. That's his powers. As I like Gets to call, the girls. By the way, I like to call him Crash Gordon. Why? Because he crash lands in this. Ah, uh, oh yeah, very good, very good. Nice, nice human, nice little human trait <laughs> to make him feel more human. Yeah, and he's got faults. That's he true. Crashes his spaceship, and he's kind of what the audience are kind of following. Yes, he's, he's pretty, but he's a bit dumb. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who we're following throughout this whole story and, and every episode. Then you've got the Phantom, who um, is also known as the Ghost Who Walks, um, and he's got the, the the quite cool power of by saying animal names, he can gain their strength. For instance, he can say. Um, uh, by jungle law, the ghost he walks calls forth the power of ten tigers. Oh, right. I'm glad you brought this point up, by the way. Yeah. So I'm going to have to dive in, mate. Yeah, Sorry go to on, interrupt go on. again. Go for it. 
I have a bone to pick with this moment. Why? Because when he shouts that, the power of ten tigers, yeah, you yeah. get a tiger roar. You see a tiger face pop up. Right? I can't, I'm not going to do that and again and again. It. Okay, because it alert my throat. Yeah. And we've got more recording yet. Right. Right? Okay. You get seven of them. What do you mean? Well, there's only seven like roars of the tiger. But he says ten tigers. Yep, yeah, exactly. That's my problem. He says ten tigers. He only gets seven roars. Did they run out of roars? Did he overjudge it? Did he think, actually, I only need seven to get up here? I feel cheated out of three I, roars. I feel je- I, I did. Because it was my first, and I didn't even stop it and go back. The minute he said, the power of ten tigers, and it went, rawr, rawr. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to count them. Three, like, it's going to go on forever. Four, five, six, seven, uh, oh. That is weird. And it only had seven of them. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. You made, you got... You put the effort in to put seven in. Yeah. Three more would not have killed you. That is weird. Okay. It, it was a little... It disappointed me. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's annoying. It's a little bit... If you're OCD, that will drive you insane as well. Um, but yeah, I think... So this power p- makes him really, really strong, basically. Yeah. It can essentially do anything when he when he says that. And it's got a few other ones We all well. know that cats I, have got a brilliant ability to be able to like, leap heights of, yeah. you know... Multiple times their own height, yeah. land, land from great heights as well. So there's lots of this sort of super strength, yeah, ability. Similar to do you remember Brave Star? He had a similar power where he was like eyes of a hawk, speed of a puma, stuff like that. And you have got my favourite, my guy, Mandrake the Magician. He's essentially a stage magician who can actually do real magic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like Presto in, in Dungeons and Dragons casting as well, he can actually do real magic. He had knowledge of the occult, which helps them. He can basically produce anything. In fact, this should just be called the Mandrake Show because whatever situation they're in, he can he can f- make something to like fix them. Then you've got a guy who is also strong called, uh, called Lothar, who's mates with Mandrake. He, again, his, his powers are just he's a bit strong. Um, you've got Rick, uh, Rick Gordon, who is the son of Flash Gordon, who is like a computer kind of genius guy. You've got some other people. And very that much looks really up to his dad as well. That's yeah. the other thing. He's, he's very much a kind of like wants to be like dad, wants to be able to go out and and you know fight crime and solve the world's problems yeah. like like dad does. And also, you've got quite a, you've got like a like a you've got like a a, a son daughter thing with a lot of these characters because even Mandrake's got. Yeah, uh, a, a kind of an adoptive son called Kashin, um, and then you've got Jedha Walker, who's the daughter of the Phantom. So they bring it's bringing kids to work day. <laughs> they're bringing their kids into these dangerous situations. It's, it's obviously no a teacher reason. training day that day. Well, I think when they're making this, just from a kind of a writer's point of view, they obviously think, okay, none of these kids who are watching this are going to know these old school twenties, thirties characters. Yeah, let's give them kids and let them kids come along to experiment to, to show to empathise with these characters. Yeah, but I also think that it makes it relatable. Again, this is going back to the Eric um, moments where he looks at the screen and or you know, down the camera and talk, talks direct to the audience, the just children watching it. Yeah, if a child is sat there watching this show, thinking, "Wow, I could be like that." And they see that these amazing people, these amazing heroes have got children. They think, that's like my dad. Yeah. That's like my mum. But do you not think like, it's overkill? Because, it, for instance, mm, the bad guys, Ming the Merciless, they stuck his kid in it as well. Princess Aura. Yeah, but I think it's good to show that, you know, that you can... Again, this might be this might be a plan to develop the characters in more detail down the line. In that, you know, you, if your know, heroes can have children... That's a normal thing. You can have, you know, there are kids out there whose parents are heroes. Yeah. Um, so you could become a hero as well if you, you know, if you do the right things. And also, though, if you're, you know, if you're not good, you can also be a bad, 
you know, you can have bad, there are bad parents out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are reasons why some children are bad because their parents are bad. I, I think there might be a, a really deep message in Nature this. Nature versus nurture, like... Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they're going to use it to sort of convince the like Ming's child to not be bad or maybe one of the good kids turns out bad because they make bad choices and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this episode's called Escape from Mongo and that's exactly what they have to do. They have to go to Mongo. They drink it in the Congo. No, that's in Bongo. Bongo. That's in Bongo, Bongo. sorry, yep. Which they do drink in the Congo. Um, So this collection of amazing kind of like detailed characters and their kids essentially are going to try and save the day. Yeah. Um... What did you th- what did you think about these characters? Were they like characters that you'd known before, or Flash Gordon? Yes, I mean name that I'd heard before. I think I've, I felt like I recognised some of them, but they felt familiar, but I didn't know them. Mm-hmm. I'd met them before. But I, you know, wasn't overly familiar with their backstories, their names. You know, it's sort of. Yeah, that yeah. I knew, the, I, I knew the Phantom and Flash before. I didn't know Mandrake, but but having those, I don't want to call them like low level superpowers because they're not. They they were just the original superpowers before yeah. the ridiculous stuff we have nowadays. Yeah, yeah. It's around, but they feel more human, don't they? They do. They feel that there's more. Cause all of them more are chance of me yeah. actually having a connection with these people and possibly actually hanging out with them yeah. than there is for me hanging out with the likes of Thor and Wonder or Woman. They, they Wonder they're Woman. not aliens. They're like they're literally. Yeah, humans that's right. They're, they're not aliens. They're just superhumans. Yeah. So this so this episode, I'm probably going to try and skirt around some of the issues of this because okay. it's actually a little bit more depressing than a normal Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, there is quite a bit of darkness in this yeah. uh, show, and so, surprisingly so. Yeah, so the, the overall premise is someone's being kidnapped by Ming the Mer- Essentially, Mongo is where Ming the It's a planet called Mongo. Yep. The resources on there are dying out. So Ming the Merciless, the essential overarching thing is he wants to take over Earth. He wants Earth. And he has various different ways he's going to try and, and do that. But what he's done this time around to like just start trouble is he has kidnapped Flash's wife. Yeah. And um, and she's called Dale um, in, in the cartoons, at least. I'm sure she's in this as well. Um, and basically, Ming the Merciless has captured her and has basically brainwashed as her. As bait, really, yeah. to bring Flash in. To bring Flash there. So <clears throat> Flash rocks up with his new crew that he's collated together. Um, and they use their various powers to get into this awesome style, kind of like gothic castle type, con- like structure, to find uh, Flash's wife. And to put it mildly, things don't go, things don't go all all, all Flash's way. No, in this. there are some um, bad things that happen. And I was when I watched this, I was like, I cannot believe this happens. Not just in episode one. I can't believe they had this in a TV show. Because it, well, the clever thing is, it means that everything that they do from now on, the defense of the Earth, is coloured by the fact, I'm just going to say it, Ming the Merciless basically kills Flash's wife. Yeah. And you think, wow, wow. A- episode one, wow. It gives you uh, almost an endless line of... Pursuit, yeah, for Flash to get Ming, yeah, or, or continue until he brings Ming to justice. Because it must, 
take everything that's power not to just wipe out Ming. But you forget, Ming and the Merciless has got a daughter too. So yeah. he doesn't want, just because one of his family members is gone, he doesn't want to make Princess Aura be without a dad. Um, so you've got kind of lots of kind of like duality that way. There's, well. a, there's, there's a lot of depth in this. There a really lot of surprisingly, depth. and it's also about bringing the the kids along because eventually they will become the defenders of the earth. I think that's that's where this was trying trying to go, and like saying to the kids out there in in, in TV watching land, this could be you. That you're, you're you're a couple of missions away from joining the defenders of the earth, um, but there is danger, so don't go flying off into space and fighting bad guys. Yeah. Um, I really like this uh, as a genuinely. I'm gonna download them all and watch it. Did you say it was on? Uh, no, Banana Man's available on Prime. Uh, this one was. Uh, I, I this think was I watched some Daily Motion of Vimeo or something. But I, I think I'm gonna watch them all. I really, really enjoyed this. I've been. I mean, it'd be interesting to see that for those that remember watching it first time round. I mean, this is 1988, so uh, five years after Banana Man sort of landed. But you know, given that that was the sort of that was the cartoon era, wasn't it? The late 80s, well, the 80s in general, through to the early 90s when cartoons went just mad. There was, they, they were everywhere. Had the best things. Ultimately, as well. you, you remember the technology changed so much in the 80s that you went from sort of hand drawn animations of the likes of Defenders of the Earth, Banana yeah. Man, and such, to sort of in the next five years having computer generated animations and be able to churn them out so much quicker. You know, this is 67 episodes of this. It's a half an hour episode as well. Yeah. This is not just a sort of 15 minute one like we said with Banana Man. This is a full on half an hour episode. They yeah. made 67 of them. Well, the theme song goes on for a little while. Um, it, yeah, it does. But it's a good, strong theme song, which I think yeah. and every, you know every week is? episode, it reminds you of who is who, yeah. what their powers are. Because, again, they're not. It's not that they're talking down to their audience. They are just being real and knowing who their audience are. I've got a fact for you, though. Go on. The theme song. Guess who wrote the lyrics to the theme song? Elton John. Stanley. Stanley, the creator of of most of the Marvel's Everything. biggest characters, he and he's like look, he's a genius. So out of the sky, his rockets ignite, jets into battle, flying faster than light. Flash Gordon. Then Phantoms is Lord of the Jungle, the hero who stalks, the beast calling brother, the ghost who walks, Phantom. And then you know Mandrake's one. Um, and then you've got Lothar's one is his strength is a legend, his skills conquer all. Armed with his power, we never will fall. Lothar. Absolutely brilliant. And then the end of the theme song, it, it's an overall thing about what's going to happen. So it's like, with our new hi- young heroes proving their worth, four become eight, defending the earth. So he's including the kids. With it. So you already know from the theme song that these kids are going to be part, part of the, of the team. journey. Amazing. Well done. Um, well done. Well done, Stanley. He's quite clever, that Stanley. Yeah. Quite clever. That kid will make it one day. Yeah. yeah watch out for that name. You watch this place. <laughs> It'll be big, big business You heard it first. Uh, I don't remember watching this first time round, if I'm being absolutely honest with you. I can remember it briefly. Like, Yeah. Again, like the, the name Flash Gordon probably... Um, Probably most people kind of have it in the the forefront because of things like appearing in Ted, uh, with yeah, uh, and Ted too. Like Flash Gordon came back and like does he appear in Ted too? Is it Ted? I don't know. In, in both of them, both is of he them. In both? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I watched a documentary recently about that guy and, and and the legacy of Flash Gordon and brilliant. And I think because of that, he these he's the sort of character that people will be able to most relate to or remember at least, uh, which is possibly why the others lesser remembered, mm-hmm. not because they were any lesser characters. Yeah. Um, 
But this is this is very much of that era where I think if you watched it, you watched it religiously. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you didn't, you didn't. Not for any other reason other than you just didn't. You were watching something else probably at the same time. But you a strong what? a strong show which has probably inspired many other superhero cartoons Mate, since. Yeah. This is a and mar- lifted it from one thing. Like if you look at the remember like the sixties sort yeah. of superheroes, which we haven't done yet, or like the original like Iron Mans and Hulks and things like that. Those sixties animations. This is sort of like taking those up to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on a human level at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you've got the likes of the, you know, the sort of big superhero films that we've had in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. That have gone okay. We have the characters from back in the sixties. Yeah. Why don't we elevate them up to their next level in the way that Transformers did, Defenders of the Earth did? Um, what was the other one we did? Defenders of the Earth. Defenders, sorry, Defenders of the Earth. We did one against Transformers. What did we do against Transformers? Oh, my brain. Um, the other one, what we, we said it was better. We actually said it was a lot better than Transformers. I can't remember I can't which remember. one it was. Um, just just while, while you're looking, if you are looking, yeah, go on. The um, uh, these are these are Marvel superheroes essentially. So we could we, there could be a time in the near future where we get a Defense of the Earth TV show, a Defense of the Earth film, um, and then they could Robotech. Spin off. Robotech, yeah, that was better. Um, but I would I would I would love to see a Defense of the Earth film, and then you can spin off the individual characters into oh. their own films. Um, Someone make it happen. I mean, Flash Gordon's an easy one. Make a Flash Gordon movie, then he gets a team together at the end. He goes to see the Phantom. Um, I've got an idea. Like Ming, you're Ming's already casting my, it on your head. Ming's taking my wife. We, we, I need some help. You're already casting it in your yeah. head. Yeah. Okay, let, let's do this. Okay, go on. Okay, so Ming. I, I reckon Flash Ming. <clears throat> Ming's got to be a proper baddie. I think kind of an older guy. Oh, do you know who? Benedict Cumberbatch. As Ming, as Ming, perfect, absolutely yeah. perfect. Flash Gordon, Flash. Chris Pratt again. <laughs> no, not he Chris Pratt. Do it. No, he's no, already, no, he's no. already Marvel. Um, it's Chris Evans plays Chris Evans. Yeah, um, but because America. it's Marvel, you can't already pick no, a Marvel. No, no. So okay, so you've got uh, Flash Benedict Cumberbatch. Then I would say you've probably got to go for <sighs> an all-American type. Mm. Do you know what Zac Efron? What as Flash? Yeah. Wow, that's a brave choice, but I think? kind of like it. I think he'd be great. I kind of like it. Um, l- um, yeah, he's got the square jaw, the very sort of. He's, he's good all American. He's good looking. For all Americans, okay. Yeah, he's good looking. Mandrake the Magician. Mandrake the Magician would have to be. Oh, oh man. This do you know is who tough. would be good? Go on. You watch, Arrest, you watch Arrested Development. What, Larry David? No, um, no, Arrested, <laughs> Arrested Development. Sorry, but I just saw, I just saw Larry David in my mind. Then for some reason, sorry. Who could Larry, Larry David? Um, oh, if you don't watch Arrested Development, there's no point me. What Michael? It. Not, not Michael. Senior. No, no, no. The, the brother who's a magician. Who's oh, like, oh yes. I can't remember his name. Yeah, well, we, we did that. Didn't we? we did it yeah, a while yeah, ago, yeah. didn't we? But he would be good. Um, I, I don't know. Good. It's it's tough. I think it'd be really hard. I think I think you could actually. You could always go down the line of actually not casting big names for this. Yeah, I think it would be one of those that actually would possibly benefit from not having big names, not like big A-listers, but like up-and-coming stars. Yeah, who, also who like, can, that way there's no sort of preconception that any one of them is a bigger star than the other. Yeah. Because if you go for one big name, you've got to go for six or seven. Yeah, but Princess Aura, Selena Gomez, I'm not even going to like debate. Okay, that. you're not debating that one. Yeah. Fair enough. 
All right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one then. Uh, okay, so yeah, Defenders of the Earth, Escape from Mongo uh, from 1988, goes up against Banana Man, <laughs> meets Dr. Gloom from 1983. But how do they score? Well, the obviously, Ten Commandments. Do you want to watch episode two? Yes, Defenders of the Earth. I would yes. say I'm not, I don't care Bothered about Banana, about Banana Man. Man. Yeah. No, agreed, absolutely agree. Uh, though they have memorable theme tunes... Both, Both of them do, do, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Banana Man's no, because he's kind of very much like, this is the norm for him. But yeah. by the way, this is the first time you've seen him. This is how it kind of goes down. Defensive Defensive Earth, Earth, yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a new team. They're meeting each other for the first time. Yep, massively so. Does it introduce you to a new character? Yes. No. Would you pause for a P? I don't think it's possible to pause for a P for Banana Man. It's not no, long enough. No, no. And actually not even Defenders of the Earth either. No, I think it's quite hard to... D- it has to be something really meaty for me to pause for a pee. Yeah, and sometimes the show's just not long enough to need it. Yeah, so yeah. that's and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate with one or more of the characters? Well, do you know, what? I wasn't until the kind of like the wife died, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Then suddenly there's a bit of like emotion. Flash, in it. mate. Like, poof. You understand his torment. Yeah. So definitely, with, definitely empathise with Flash. Like, and also, I hate Ming. Yeah. Abso- hate Ming. Absolute He's an nightmare. Absolute Arse hat. It's a B word. You've refrained from swearing this yeah, time, haven't yeah, you? Okay, this um, is the one I'm not swearing. <laughs> would you recommend them? Both of them. I would, I would sit my nephew in front of Banana Man in yeah. a heartbeat. For, for young, younger kids, definitely Banana Man. But do you know what? Like, Defense of the Earth is such a surprise how layered it is. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'd recommend it yeah. to both youngsters and yeah. adults as well. So, um, would I. Do, 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 do. I've lost my list now. Where's my list gone? Um, uh, it's um, it, it's a hype reel. Hype reel. I don't think there's any hype with Banana Not Man. For Banana Man. And for I think Defense of the Earth. Defense of the Earth. But do you know what? Has it met expectations? And I think you, it succeeded my expectations. Um, Defense of the Earth has succeeded my expectations. Mm. Banana Man. Do you know what? I think it might be lower than what I expected. No, I think it was better than I expected. Really? Okay. And because it was so much shorter as well. It was sort of so much shorter and abrupt and just straight to the point. There was no messing around. And I don't think I really appreciated that when I was younger. Okay. appreciate how well they told the story in such a short space of time. Yeah. Uh, the mic drop was the only other one I was thinking. Um, well, yeah. Massive one in Defenders of the yeah, Earth. Yeah, did not see Nothing that coming. Nothing in Banana Man. Um, so scores-wise, uh, Banana Man first. My score, I'm giving it a six. Okay, I'm glad it's not that high. I'm giving it... A f- I can't give it any more than six. No, no, no. I'm giving it a five. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think that's a very, very spot-on score. Average, medium... Eleven is fine. I mean, yeah. it's not going to break ground. You know, yeah. it's a tiny cartoon of five minutes in length, but what it does, it does very well. Yeah. Um, it just lacks stuff that other big big shows have done so very well with their pilots. Yeah. It's no more complicated than that. So Defenders of the Earth, score? I'm giving the pilot a 7.5. Um, I think it's really, really good. I just think it's really hard to make a cartoon that has like layers that a kid and an adult would like. Yeah. So I think they achieved it. And yeah, I was very impressed. 7.5. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to match you. I'm going to match you. I'm going to have 7.5 as well. Um, Good, good, good. Just a cut the, the tiger thing annoyed me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, that I, is really it, annoying. It, really, it's, it still bugs me. Yeah. Start, I mean, days after I've finished watching. You'll be it. in a deathbed and you're just like, bloody. I was like, the just put the three grounds in. Like, was it so hard it's to animate three more? A, it's copy and paste. It's, uh, <laughs> so it gets a 15, which doesn't unfortunately get it into our top 50, but it does sit quite nicely in our yeah. league table of 240 plus shows. Do you know what? Now. I'm, I'm going to clip that bit and pull it online. It's like, like, 
Does this annoy anyone? Is it really annoys it, yeah. me? Is it just me, or does this, you know, not sit right with me? Um, cool. Listen, that's amazing. But um, for next week, yeah, um, I wonder if I can um, sort of interject with a combo of suggestions from someone who tweeted us. Oh, yeah. I'm always um, up for viewers, uh, listeners' so, choice. Yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate the tweets. If you get time and think of anything and want us to review, we are very happy to do that. And I want to give a special mention to, I believe it was Peter, who tweeted us, actually set up Twitter just to tweet us for this purpose. So, excellent work, my friend. You are wunderbar. Um, <laughs> Paul, sorry, not Peter. I do apologise, Paul. Um, Still one of the saints. I uh, love the podcast. Been listening since about episode 10, I think. Just signed up to Twitter for the sole reason of recommending a few shows. So, Paul, next week is all about your suggestions, mate. It's would you all like about Paul? you. Uh, which one would you like to go for, Mr. Jed Shepard? I'll give you the choices you won this week. Okay. The shows are mm-hmm. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm. or yep. Silicon Valley. I think I love Always Sunny, but right. I think I'd have more of a chance of winning if it's Silicon Valley. Okay, is that what you're going to go with? So I'm playing, I'm, yeah. You're going Silicon, fine. I will go with uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I do love both of them. See neither of them. We'll have, oh, okay. have, happy watch them with uh, fresh eyes. Yeah. And we will come with those thoughts next week for take one, two, nine. Thank you again, Paul. If you, like Paul, wants to suggest a couple of shows for us, a pairing would be perfect. Um, they can have any sort of connected link or none at all. Yeah. Maybe just two shows you ruddy love mm-hmm. and it'll be your week. Um, it could be Paul's week next week. Um, so it could be your week the week after. You get those tweeters. Jed, where are you? You can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E R D. And I'm at the Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. Tweet us, let us know your suggestions, happy to do them at your leisure, but we are going to get through them all eventually anyway, so wait long enough, and we'll do the shows that you don't even realise you want us to do. That's how it works. Yep. And that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. Put on your hype badge, you've reached level five. Level five now? Yeah. We've gone up a level. We've gone up a level in a week. Excellent.